Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the uh, Talking Dudley South podcast with me, Mike Wood, a Member of Parliament for Dudley South. During the coronavirus outbreak, I've been talking to a number of local public services, community organisations and businesses about how uh, COVID-19 has affected them, what they do, what they're doing during the outbreak. And now that, uh, now that we're uh, starting to see a reduction in the number of infections and uh, the number of people dying from the uh, virus, how we can uh, move on beyond lockdown and really what uh, businesses and services will need to get back onto their feet afterwards. Today, really pleased to be joined uh, by Vicky from the uh, Red by Night uh, bar up at the waterfront uh, in Briarley Hill. Hello, Vicky. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Mike. Morning. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, so you're a relatively uh, new uh, venue, been operating for seven months uh, yeah, now? Yeah, in October. <laughs> yeah, so presumably this couldn't really have come at much worse time for you. No, that's that's pretty much a fair assessment. It's uh, it's a new business, new sector. Um, we decided after 15 years in engineering that live entertainment was a was a new sort of career move. We spent we got our lease in July and spent July through to sort of October working 24/7 to take it from a, a complete bare shell to a lovely new live entertainment venue. Um, and we were just just really sort of getting going um, pretty much in March when uh, coronavirus hit and uh, shut us down completely. <laughs> yeah, I saw some of the uh, the events that we actually had on in uh, uh, February and March and it yeah. was great uh, variety. It looked like uh, for those of us who, uh, who who grew up in the uh, the 90s, remembering uh, a waterfront has been the a night spot in the uh, in the West Midlands. It, it really uh, looks like uh, the kind of venue we need to re-establish the waterfront on the uh, local entertainment and hospitality uh, map. So, I mean, t- tell us a bit more about the about the venue and about your team. Yeah, absolutely. So, I guess you say for those of us with fond memories of the waterfront, we're actually in the the old PJs venue. Um, so. And like I said, it's a totally new sector for my husband and myself, but we are very lucky to have um, Rachel Marson is our bar manager. And she actually used to run BJ's back in the day uh, when it was the first time round. Um, so she's been a godsend. Um, and then we've got um, Dave Davis, who's again spent many years in that type of industry, who he books our bands and sources the entertainment and does a bit of quality control. Um, We've got we've got quite a young audience. I'm very keen to try and bring on. I want Red by Night not only to be a place that we have the, the bands that are well established, but also a lot of new young talent. So, and that's both sides. So we've got a very good sound and light engineer, both sort of 19, 21. You know, a, a design, um, our graphic designer who does our marketing is 21. We've got bar staff who who really we've got some older but but an awful lot of younger people so we, we try really hard to make it um relevant and an and open place that attracts our generation for the the memories and the kind of the nostalgia but then has a real kind of springboard for for new talent and and, and new people so yeah it, it, it's 350 capacity so we were quite bold um in terms of 
going straight in with something that was was large um and we've tried to keep it very much black country i'm passionate about the black country so we've got an old canal barge which makes up our our bar front we've got some large cogs pressing mills it's, it's very much that kind of um modern clean but but a very much a nod to our heritage in this area so yeah i'm proud of it i'm i'm gutted that it's closed at the moment <laughs> of course and obviously the uh, covid-19 outbreak hit you know very very suddenly in the space of a month or so went from it being something that was happening thousands of miles away to something that was obviously affecting every part of our community so you know with pubs and bars obviously having to close since uh, uh, since March. Uh, t tell us about the, the impact it's had on uh, the venue, on your team, and really how you've been uh, coping and responding to that. I, I think devastating was, was probably, I mean, it was shock to start with. I don't think any of us at the beginning had any real idea of, of duration we, we still don't to some extent and there's obviously the sort of the the financial aspect of it um but we found um suppliers have been quite good we've had various conversations with with um not just from a, a finance point of view but sort of um responding stopping services and and on the waterfront as a whole there's quite a few new businesses so we have a, a whatsapp group where we talk to there's, there's the 10 steps coffee there's dr emers there's a garrison so so we do keep in touch with each other but but i know um i think it, it, it's emotionally hard it's very difficult we're all naturally people who like to give heart and soul and work hard and and take pleasure out of that and i i certainly know that um the the management team have, have struggled with that kind of not it's almost like a, a helplessness and not being able to do anything about it so um it's it's just yeah just just it's like it's like grieving i suppose is probably the closest i can put because you 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 you're at a loss and there's nothing you can do about it but um hopefully there's light at the end of that tunnel <laughs> well, particularly with a, with a new business so and obviously in um you put so much work, money invested in it, so much emotional uh, yeah. energy into uh, setting up a new business and all the excitement. And you know, just as you're getting going, obviously, for this to hit. On, but on the economic side, have you been able to access any any financial support um, as a new as a new business uh, since COVID hit? Yeah, um, it's a mixed blessing. I have to say, um, I found Dudley Council to be excellent um we got the local authority grant through very quickly um they were they were extremely helpful and and have been throughout the business as a whole really um that that's so that was very good uh, we have taken out a bounce back loan um we're very limited on what we can do in terms of loans because we're a new business we have no track record you know nothing but but the bounce back loan will, will hopefully help us um the Chamber of Commerce have been very good in terms of information, not necessarily financial, but I've taken part in a lot of their webinars, sort of um, looking at different information about insurance, HR advice, um, different mental well-being. So, so that's been quite sort of helpful. Um, the one area that's been disappointing, I suppose, is is um, is, is, is the landlords. Um, we've not had any 
if we when we set the business up because we invested a lot of money we had a, a big rent-free period and of course we're now losing that rent-free period and the rent was based on a business plan that that simply isn't going to be achievable going forward so we're not we're not having any real sort of discussions or flexibility around that so that that's all the all the good stuff is is slightly offset unfortunately i'm hoping that we further discussions will will relieve some or show some kind of uh, movement on that front but uh, but yeah i mean being to say there's there's definitely been a lot of positives as, as far as possible <laughs> and in obviously a very difficult position but i mean this is a, a message i'm hearing from a lot of pubs and bars in particular that really do need landlords where they can to take a a reasonably flexible approach to, to, to rents and obviously recognising that income is currently at nothing. It's unlikely to build up to where it was for quite some time oh. yet. Um, and that unless there is you know, some, some uh, flexibility and recognition of the changing economic circumstances, there are obviously going to be a lot of pubs and bars that don't get through this. And then landlords are ultimately left with empty properties that they can't let out at a difficult economic time cash cash flow is king in any business that that's that's basically the make or break ultimately um and and if that biggest overhead is is rent then some, as you say something's got to give otherwise they will we will fail and there will be vacant properties with nobody to fill them it's easier to keep a business going than to start one up i from personal experience i guarantee that <laughs> of course and in terms of uh of your staff, I mean, have you made use of the uh, job retention scheme? Have you managed to keep your staff and your yeah. team together so far? So far, yeah, absolutely. And and we were literally at the point of having to make everybody redundant. So yeah. that's been, I, I think, from a because we've got a very good team. You know, everybody gets on well, and and I think that that was kind of um, important. I know that we have a, a WhatsApp group, so we're we're basically at the moment trying to. Um, brainstorm ideas about what we can do going forward and how, what the concerns they've got so and, and obviously we wouldn't be able to do that if we'd made them redundant because it would have been a different feeling so I'm, I'm very grateful for that I must admit I think that's possibly don't know what's going to happen from the end of July but it's just given us breathing space to be able to make better long-term decisions rather than knee-jerk redundancies so yeah that that's been an absolute godsend and obviously we we are now moving into a phase of the outbreak where we are looking towards recovery and rebuilding we've heard now the shops will be uh, be reopening in the middle of uh, june and hopefully there will, <laughs> for, some, for some parts of the hospitality sector hopefully it won't be much longer after that but of course there will still be uh, restrictions to try and uh, reduce the risk as much as possible so uh, what plans do you have regarding recovery and reopening yeah so obviously we we until we get the exact guidance we we can't make any firm decisions i know that we won't be able to do the big bands everybody on the dance floor sort of close together i mean that that's obvious for the time being so um there's two aspects to it. One of these is the actual venue itself and the safety side of things. Um, I have some 
concerns that that might be a barrier to us in itself because we're at the back end of the, the chain of people being able to open if we then need to get visors or hand sanitizers or perspex screens I, I'm not sure how long it will be before we can get those since everybody else is already made their plans and is open so so um, but obviously we're going to have to have a lot of those things in place and, and I feel like we're going to have to have a more of a seated venue rather than people standing and milling around. So we, we have a very large screen in our venue where we could show um, maybe old festivals, we could show um, musicals, um, and maybe more of the acoustic sets, which tend to be lower, they're cheaper, <laughs> That's um, but, but they're also kind of a, a more of an intimate feel rather than a, a nightclub, more of a sort of a, bar with music as opposed to a nightclub type venue um, but obviously I need to need to offset my overheads versus what what income we can get with the number of people that we can then seat in the venue so it's there, there are ideas uh, we talk about whether it's better to have table service versus people coming to the bar how we deal with things like the toilets um, if we have a beautiful summer like the weather is at the moment, the outdoor seating area will obviously be a godsend. I think we're going to be very much a weekend venue. We're not, we're not, Red by Night isn't like a lot of pubs. People don't come in during the day. It's not because it's a, a larger venue. Um, so I think it will be evenings and I think it will be Friday, Saturday and, and maybe Sunday during the day where we've got different things on. So a few ideas, bits and pieces. We, we you know, we, we will do our absolute best to make it a maybe it'll be more in demand it'll be so hard to get in to see these amazing new acoustic bands that people will literally be queuing at the door for whatever space we have got available <laughs> i hope so um, so you think that in the medium term in particular red by night could be a very different uh, venue very different business the way you're operating yeah yeah absolutely i mean we were we were building up we were adding on salsa lessons on a tuesday night well I can't see those happening. They're, they're very close. Um, and open mic nights. Maybe we could do open mic, but I just don't think that we will be able to sustain being open every evening, just, just down to passion overhead. So I think we'll, we'll reshuffle some of those. Maybe we'll do open mic nights on a, on a Sunday evening and, and focus on trying to get the most out of friday saturday sunday rather than than spreading it so it, it's definitely it's not going to be the same business that it was it's going to be very different uh, mm. but if it can if it can survive and sustain with that then maybe, maybe that's not a bad thing <laughs> and, and what are the other things you'll be looking at what uh, other considerations when you make a decision as to when and how to uh, reopen once the formal restrictions might be lifted the first thing I need to do is make sure that the venue itself is is ready physically. Um, that that's a given. Um, so that's why I mean we will have to sort of look very much at getting the equipment, getting the screens, making sure that the staff and the customers are safe. Um, in turn, we've got plenty of seats. We've got plenty. We've got lots of barrels um, and stools. So I think we can lay those out reasonably easily. Um, and then if we are going along the lines of using the screens, using the music as background music, that kind of, and I think a lot of acoustic bands will be desperate to get out and perform. So, so I'm hoping that once we're 
we've got the infrastructure right the actual performance aspect of things will be reasonably fast i'm not sure about beer to be honest i do have no our beer barrels are out of date or they're going out of date and interestingly mm. although the suppliers have said they will happily replace any full ones with fresh i just wonder about the levels of demand all in one go um to actually refill all the bars and pubs i think there may may be a bit of a backlog <laughs> although, but, although presumably the breweries will be able to step up uh, operations uh, a little yeah. earlier than perhaps the uh, the bars will be able to open so maybe they'll have a couple I of hope so and then the delivery i mean we don't do much real ale so we haven't got that yeah we, we're on quite carling and and ciders so we're not in the niche demand area but uh but yeah, it's, it's all those sorts of things that you just you just can't predict as well as human nature i say i'd love to know what what people want and will want and will respond to once the lockdown's over but um that's the nature of the beast, I suppose. <laughs> and if you had one message to uh, uh, to give to your your team, to your customers, and the wider community, uh, it obviously was been a very difficult time. What would you say to them? I'd say to them that I think the waterfront is still going to be a great destination, a good place to go out for for social, for hospitality. Uh, we will put on stuff that is entertaining, that is still based very much about music. That's that's our, our you know, reason for being. Um, but it will be calmer. It won't be a nightclub, but it will be safe and it will be it will be a good night out. So we will make the absolute most of what opportunities we can and we will do our damnedest to make it succeed so um come along have a good night and uh let's see where where things go over the next 12 to 18 months <laughs> fantastic well very best of luck uh, vicky and thank you so much for uh, for joining us uh, for this podcast and if you've enjoyed listening to this uh, podcast uh, you can find more episodes wherever you normally download your podcast or that's uh, uh, apple podcast whether it's google whether it's spotify you can download old episodes you can subscribe to make sure that you don't miss future episodes and of course as ever if there's anything uh, uh, you need anything that i or my office can uh, help and support you with particularly at what is a difficult time for many families and many businesses do get in touch you can email me at mike.woods.mp at parliament.uk or you can call on 01384 913 123. Until next time, thanks for listening.